From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. And I'm coming to you live from New York City. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined today by a new co-host, my colleague Dave Reepstein. And today we are talking about how brands are celebrating, supporting, and amplifying black culture for Black History Month. I'm really thrilled to introduce Jasmine Williams, who's the Director of Brand Marketing for The Honeypot Company. Welcome, Jasmine, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So I know you're excited about all the things you're doing. So tell us a little bit about what the Honeypot Company is, what your products are, some examples, so that we're all up to speed on this. Sure. So the Honeypot Company is the first personal care system powered by herbs. We make a variety of personal care items, including feminine washes, wipes, sprays, menstrual products, including pads, tampons, and cups. And we're expanding into a really exciting um, body care business in the years to come. And what's unique about our products is that they're plant-derived and uh, clinically tested, gynecologist-approved, and better, with better-for-you ingredients. So, for instance, our herbal pads, which are the most famous uh, from the brand, include a an herbal um, blend that provides a cooling sensation when used for during menstruation and it um, eases People report that they have better, um, smoother cramps and just a better menstrual cycle because of using our, our menstrual pads. But all of our products include better for you formulation and ingredients that uh, our community loves. Aha. Uh-huh. And so that means the br- I'm starting to get an idea now of what the brand represents, um, the brand name. You want to tell us a little bit about the origins of that brand name? Well, our, our founder and, and CEO, Beatrice Dixon, started the Honeypot uh, over 10 years ago when she herself was struggling with bacterial vaginosis and was looking for something to help her own uh, vaginal health and wellness. And she created the first uh, product of ours, which was our normal wash for intimately cleansing for the vulva. And since then, it's expanded to a portfolio of feminine care and personal care products. First of all, I think, you know, something that's herbal and natural, I think, makes tons of sense. And I, I, I hear that's part of what it is. Um, I'm really curious, as we have you on for Black History Month, you know, whether or not it is a black-owned business, is my understanding. But is is are the set of customers uh, targeted for black women, or is it anybody uh, in, in general? We are a black-founded company. Uh, we just entered a partnership with Compass Diversified, and so um, our ownership has slightly changed in that regard, but we are black-founded, and Beatrice Dixon, our, who is a, a black woman who founded the company, is still remains our CEO and Chief Innovation Officer. And while our products are for any human with a vagina, which is what we say, uh, to be as inclusive as possible, we do over-index in uh, with African-American and Hispanic women, but again, Humans um, who menstruate and who have a need for the different projects that, that we sell are benefit from them, and they are truly for everyone. Um, but what so we, I would oh go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I would imagine that I mean since your products would be for anyone with a vagina, as you said, but the fact that you're more in one community or another, I think would be a function of word of mouth or your marketing strategy or something like that. Is that why it goes that way? Correct. So are your campaigns uh, more focused that way? 
Well, our our founder, of course, there's some wonderful uh, just affinity there with our uh, our founder sharing it first with her community and taking it, the products to hair shows in Atlanta, which you think, oh, what's a, a you know a vaginal wellness product doing at a hair show? But that's where her community was, and she knew that the community can benefit from it. And so that word of mouth has grown, and we are certainly a cult favorite um, um, within our community. But what we're most excited about is bringing more households into our community. Our household penetration is um, only at about four and a half percent, but we have so much more upside to go. Yeah, if it's only four and a half percent, you definitely have more upside. So, I mean, when we talk about this a lot, when, uh, you know, in Marketing 101, when we teach, like whether you're trying to get more new customers or with such a small penetration, I'm sure you are trying to get more new customers, but that a lot of the upside potential in your business might be building deeper relationships with your community as it is. And it sounds like that's how you got started. And perhaps that's where Black History Month comes in also, that this is an opportunity where you can build on history to build awareness for your brand. Absolutely. So what's unique about the the feminine care market is that there's not a lot of cross um, there's not a, there's not a brand that really crosses the aisle, so to speak. So some a brand that sells menstrual products and feminine hygiene products, thinking about washes, wipes, and sprays, and we do. And so when we think about our community, we tend to have wash lovers and wipe lo- uh, and um, menstrual pad lovers or tampon lovers, but they don't necessarily know about the products that are across the aisle. We also have sexual wellness products. So one big marketing strategy is going to be skewed proliferation and getting our community to to enjoy more of the products we have while also bringing in new humans into the brand through whichever product makes the most sense for them. So that is exactly what I was talking about, just to finish this point, was that it seems like you have a lot of growth in a lot of directions, and you're prioritizing this cross-selling, deeper commitment to your community. That does sound like what your first strategy is here. Absolutely. yeah. So, Dave, what were you going so to add to that? So, I was really curious. Um, Jasmine, you're the director of marketing. Is that right? Correct. So, so, talk to us about your marketing strategy. Barbara was was talking about that some, but what sort of marketing do you really do? Absolutely. I, I um, cover a lot, but what I'm most excited about and what where I, why I'm calling in from Howard University is because we have a, an evergreen campaign called Reclaiming Wellness, which is really a brand-focused campaign. So we've been talking a lot of products, but with this campaign, product takes a backseat, and we focus on education and making sure that our community has education about their bodies and their wellness and can think about their wellness as beyond just um, physical wellness and personal wellness, but thinking about what else that can be. And what and what are you doing marketing wise in terms of uh, Black History Month? Are you doing something yes. special? Yes, we are. So we've had all month. We've had our reclaiming wellness campaign uh, active on our uh, across all of our digital channels, so ecom and social, um, uh, paid paid advertising as well. And then we have an event actually taking place right now at Howard University, where students are experiencing different micro activations connected to six dimensions of wellness that we have defined as a brand. And then there'll be a panel conversation led by our CEO and, um, and, and founder with several wellness experts to talk about how when we are personally well, we can start to make our community well because that wellness then allows us to start serving others and helping others get on that same journey. So that sounds wonderful. How are the students embracing this, uh, this new brand? What's the reaction been to your campaign? Oh well, we we're we have a, a very unique brand in that we have 
uh, affinity with Gen Z all the way to um, some baby boomers, my mother um, being one of them. And so um, Gen Z is really excited about having better for you products and products that really stand for something and are not afraid to talk about vaginal wellness, to say the word vagina, and to really empower them to be as healthy as possible and create the change that they want to see in the world, similar to what Beatrice has done. And so the energy from the students is, is amazing. They, they keep us, they certainly keep us young, and we learn so much from them, and we're excited to welcome them, in, welcome them into our brand and allow them to be a part of what we're creating for our community. And are you working with any of them as, like, social influencers, or do you have a social media strategy around this? Our social media strategy pulls from the overall Reclaiming Wellness uh, campaign and is showing up on uh, on TikTok and Instagram with topics that, again, are more about the education and the community issues and less about product this month and making our community make, feel seen and heard with what they, is important to them, what they're experiencing, and what they care about. Yeah, so it sounds like well, one of the things we try to do on the show is kind of really understand the mechanics behind these campaigns. So you're talking about like the social media or TikTok campaign, and you're saying it's more educational. So is that like content that you're creating, co-created with, with these? I mean, exactly how does that content get created and how does it get on TikTok? Can you tell us sure. a little bit more about the mechanics of that? Of course, once we have our overarching strategy, each of our channel um, channel leads then pulls in what the best way to show up on, on their platform is. And so for social media, it's been working with a mix of influencers and doing some organic social to take those topics and make sure that they're still relevant in that space. And so we're not just coming with education and saying, hey, this is what you need to know, but sometimes we're, we're using humor, which is something that the brand does not shy away from. Other times we're using a trend that's really popular uh, on, on social media and making it work for, the, for what we have. And so the focus there, of course, is on reach and impressions, but also engagement. What's happening in the comments? Are people agreeing? Are people having fruitful discussion? Is it making people think differently about something that they had not otherwise thought of? And uh, we talked a little bit about this in the beginning, this idea of growth. So looking past Black History Month, it sounds like you have a very specific um, criteria and campaign in place for Black History Month and this education and working with these younger consumers. Um, and then you were talking a little bit about this cross-selling idea and that there's a lot of, you have a lot of upside potential, basically. Sure I mean, because you can grow, get more penetration, but you can also, a lot of your consumers are only using one of your products and you have multi-products and things like that. But what else are you thinking about in the future and growth? I mean, it's such an exciting I can sense your excitement about the product and about the brand. So what are you thinking about for the future? The future is all about bringing more humans into the brand, letting um, humans who don't use a, a feminine wash understand more about pH balance and the, the skin of a vulva and how it differs from the body and how a body wash is probably not the best thing to be using in a more intimate and sensitive area. It's also about converting ad users of legacy brands to the honeypot to get a better for you experience and recruiting the next generation of, of humans while also including those who are aging and experiencing different personal life changes. So this will be a first for me. I don't think I've ever said vagina on the radio, but I'm saying what? it right, right now. And I'm sort of, you know, Barbara was asking you about, you know, just sort of the future and everything. And, um, and I'm sort of curious whether or not you're going to extend beyond the vagina or are you just vagina all the way? And that's, you know, we're going to penetrate that as much as we can before we go on to other Dave, areas. Dave, that's impossible. I cannot believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't resist, though, no, right? <laughs> I, I, 
I didn't mean to go there. I really didn't. I, you were saying it earlier. <laughs> but when I say it, it's not as intentional as when you do. <laughs> we're certainly interested in full body wellness and will take the, the trust and the amazing uh, community engagement that we have to full body. And so while vaginal health will always remain important and core to the brand, we will look at how else we can serve with products and, info- and education that will lead to total body wellness. You know, we just have a few minutes left and you know we've talked about your brand. We haven't talked that much about you. I'm just curious, how did you get involved? You're not the origin, you know, you said you're the brand manager. So how did you get involved with the brand? Well, I um, went to business school after being, being a teacher, so this was a career change for me, actually, and um, have been in CPG for a while. I went from beverages now to um, vaginal care and, and personal care products, <laughs> and so um, I've always had a passion for meeting consumers and where where they are with what they need in very creative ways, and there's nothing more uh, challenging and exciting and creative than making vaginal care and personal care feel very new and hip and empowering instead of shameful and uh, destigmatized. Yeah, that's interesting to go from a broad category to a category like this, which is more niche in many, many ways. Um, And so has there been challenges moving in that direction? Have you had learnings or there insights you've gotten moving that way? I think that I obviously identify as a a human with a vagina, and so I have my own experience, but my experience doesn't mirror that of everyone else. And so learning the different needs and challenges and really segmentations of of, uh, vagina owners and thinking also about the future. I have two small daughters, five and three, and thinking about where how they will enter this category and what their needs will be and how we can be set up to serve them. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, And so just, I mean, going forward, good luck with all of this stuff that you're doing with this brand and with the excitement of starting. And I mean, and it, 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 that it's, you're, you have only to go up now because there's so much potential and you've had so much successful reaction to it. Uh, Seems like it'll be just nothing but positive going forward. How many people work at the company just to get a sense of the size of it? We are just uh, around 80. Ah, so and, that's pretty big. And and are you in one geographic area? Or are you a national company? We oh, we are in we are in the United States uh, across thousands and thousands of retail doors: uh, Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Amazon. We are also direct to consumer grocery as well. That's exactly the question I was going to be asking you is whether or not this is a product you have to buy online, which by the way, when we're talking about vaginal care and everything, people might feel more comfortable with that. But whether or not you're able to get into retail, and apparently you are, you're in Walmart and elsewhere, how hard was it for you to get shelf space? And also, are you able to get it for all of your products in your product line? Because you do have several. That's a great question. So we um, just to address what you kind of mentioned and what we call internally as shy buys, uh, menstrual care isn't as much of a shy buy as sexual wellness is. And so we find that a lot of our sexual wellness products are purchased um, from our site. Um, they also don't have the same ACV or uh, availability as, as the others. But um, getting into retail is challenging, and if you, especially when you're competing against legacy brands who have had the shelf space, space for tens and tens of years. Um, we started and we're, we're known for... Um, really growing the brand together with Target. That's where um, our, our growth came from. And then soon after, of course, because there's a need, we had the opportunity to show up in many different 
uh, channels and different retailers to meet con- different consumers' uh, shopping occasions. So let me let me push back a little bit on that because I'm interested on that. I know we don't don't have very much time, but I'm interested how you grew. So you started as a small brand with your owner, and then you had the partnership with Target, and that support from Target was kind of what really g- led to the explosive growth. Is that what you're saying? It, the built the business was certainly built with the support of of Target and and other smaller retailers and natural retailers, and as the demand continued. You know, we had to uh, we had the opportunity to meet the supply. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, it's really interesting what you're doing. I, it's a brave category to be in. I mean, it would make me a little shy, I have to say. So I applaud you, you know, and I know yours is the right approach. I'm not saying it's not. But it's very interesting that you had a traditional marketing background and you're going into this category and you're doing so well. Thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to find out more information about you and everything that's going on at The Honeypot? Thank you so much that we can be found at thehoneypot.co and and as well on Instagram at at thehoneypotco. We'd love for you to join our community and learn a little bit more. And is there a way they can find out about you, Jasmine? Oh, sure. I'm on LinkedIn, Jasmine Williams. Look for the the, the, the menstrual product uh, banner and you'll know you found me. That's great. Thank you so much for being with us. I'd like to thank our producers, Deanne Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on our Knowledge at Wharton website and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn, and this is Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.